0: Welcome, this is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to our Sun, Salt, and Light broadcast. We want you to know and grow in the sun, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and be the salt and the light. We'd like to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this broadcast we simply teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, and we believe that God changes a life one verse at a time. I'd like to personally invite you out to come and see the church. Uh, it is a very casual atmosphere, and uh, but we do take the Word of God very seriously. We meet in a non-traditional church building. We actually meet at the BFW 3966 in Divine, Texas. It's located at 211 West College Avenue, big white building right next to the post office. Our service times are on Sunday when we go through the New Testament uh, at 10 a.m. and then on Wednesday nights at 6 30 p.m. we go through the Old Testament. Uh, we have children's ministry available for both services and if you need to get more information on the church you can go to calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bible ready today in our Advent teaching we will be in Isaiah chapter 7 verses 14. The title of this sermon is the Lord himself will give you a sign. As we continue our verse-by-verse study, this is the conclusion of our two-part study. The glory as the only begotten of the uh, the Father, full of grace and truth, the Word being Jesus Christ, born in the flesh, in a manger, in an animal trough, not half man, half God, fully God, fully man. And understanding that, that Jesus humbly comes to do what? Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. You're going to hear this over and over during Advent. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You want to know how to share the gospel? That's your verse. Why did Jesus come? To save us from our sins. So Jesus experienced hunger and pain and grief and rejection. And here he is in humility, the king of kings, humbly placed into an animal trough he didn't come with money and in sad circumstances he shows up in an animal trough placed humbly there and we talked about that this week in philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 8 let this mind be in uh, in you which is also in christ jesus who being in the form of god did not consider it robbery to be equal with god but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of man. And being found in the appearance as, as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross, born in the likeness of men. And there's three things that we talked about this past week that we need to be. We need to be obedient. We need to be humble and we need to be a servant. Humbly coming and 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 we have Abraham, who's back there. We have three little babies here. Christopher, we got, we got Michelle's little baby here, and, and we got big old Abraham in the back back there. He's growing like a weed. He's half the size of Teresa already, I think. But to think about that as y'all understand that how dependent a child is to mom and dad. Everything that baby needs is dependent on Joseph and Mary. Everything. Humbly Jesus is here being taken care of by Mary and Joseph. And and it's a reminder to us is is you know, there was a I, I've told you all this song before, I don't know if you all remember it, it's an old Mac Davis song. Lord it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. That's not what you're supposed to be in Christ. The song gets worse as you go. I mean it's but it's the reality of it, is like there's a humility that we're supposed to have as Christians. That we're 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 to be obedient. To the Word of God, obedient to Christ, and a servant, a servant for others. When we look at the Son, we know that He comes to what? To be, not to be served, but to serve. We just finished up Mark, and we learned that in Mark, and it's a reminder of the suffering servant. And that's what you're supposed to do this this Christmas, is to be servants, to take care of others, to make sure they're okay this Christmas. A lot of people hurt during the holidays. They struggle with death or they struggle with anxiety or depression. There are a lot of kids that have from our wonderful pandemic that are struggling with cutting and cut, uh, you know, um, just the anxiety and depression that they're struggling with. The suicides are crazy. Fentanyl issues. Kids are thinking they're going to get some kind of drug and they touch it and then they, they're gone. They don't realize there's enough fentanyl. Because everything that comes across the border has got fentanyl. Even the weed now. It's, it's got fentanyl. You may take a puff and that'd be the last puff you have. And you're gone. You got to be careful what you touch. Be in school when they got them little candies and stuff. They, they've shown it. Little blue and, I mean, it looks like Smarties. You got to pay attention to that stuff. There are kids right now ordering drugs on TikTok and Instagram using emojis. All of this happened during the pandemic because they had what, time to do what, to sit with that phone, to sit with that tablet, and they start searching for stuff. You know what your kids need? They need you for Christmas. They need your presence in their life. They don't need presents. And I know they're probably like, no way, man. I'm telling you, what what you need more than anything is is your mom and dad to spend time with you. I'm I'm someone who grew up with presents. Every year, let's try to see how much more we can get under the tree. That was my mom's whole thing. As you get older, the gifts get expensive. You start dealing with Xboxes and all that. man, it's like that's your one gift. that's all you opening Kids are like, "Where's the rest of my? Pre-? Man, that's $300 gift you got under that tree, dude? right? You remember you got your first Xbox or you got your first PlayStation or whatever it was that you really wanted? But I grew up where it was all about Santa Claus and presents. And, and watching alcoholic fathers and mothers get drunk during the holidays and check out because there was a party almost every night that's not what christmas is about it's about the son jesus christ and what i would ask you to do is like even for that right there to bring those gifts in to think about somebody else other than yourself for christmas we're going to have now i didn't even ask that is anybody allergic to him it's like I didn't even ask. Is anybody like I don't eat ham? Because we probably need to have something on the side too for that. But we did a ham last year. It was a wonderful time we had. It was our first time together as a church for. But that's your opportunity to invite your family, to invite somebody a neighbor or somebody who's maybe by themselves for Christmas Eve, to come and be here for Christmas. Think about somebody besides yourself. And I, I ask that too when it comes to pumpkin pie. Think about somebody besides yourself leave me a slice of pie right we look at the last point here the Savior um, Jesse and me we're both we're, we love pumpkin pie it's a combat battle for who's going to get the last piece man uh, but we'll look at the Savior so we've seen the sign we've seen the Son let's look at the Savior our, our, our Savior our Messiah God with us now we've looked at the, the overwhelming evidence that Jesus existed and, and so we've seen the, the biblical prophecy and, but there's also history that goes with it. It's very important as, as we look at the history of Jesus that it's not only in biblical uh, writing, but it's also in secular writing. You can find the history of Christ through secular authors. Anybody who studies church history, I know Kevin did that with secular ministry. They went through all that stuff. But it's important for us to understand that, that Jesus was written about and and you can find the existence of jesus that he's real because now there's something that's out there saying that jesus was not real that he never existed and, and again this is a, why we have to have the word of god in our hearts and ready to ready to answer those questions as they come up again matthew chapter 1 verses 21 to 23 it says and i shall bring forth the son and you shall call his name jesus for he will save his people from their sins so all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, So he's quoting Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14: Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer, our bread of life, our Lord, our Creator. The Son of the living God, the only begotten Son, the Word, the beloved Son, the Holy One of Israel, the wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the King of kings, Emmanuel, God with us. He came to rescue us, to save us from our sins. And Luke 19 verse 10, uh, 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek... And save that which was lost. And if nobody has not told you at some point in your life that you were lost, you were lost. Every one of us were born with a sin nature. Everyone. Thanks to Adam. We're born with it. And you have a way to have that, that sin, that debt paid, but it's only it can only be paid by Jesus. That's it. In first John chapter two, verse two it says, And he himself is the propitiation. For our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world, He takes our place. We're not innocent. There's nothing that we can do to earn or fix or buy our way into heaven. It's not because you have an aunt or an uncle that was very religious. I can't go. Well, you know what? My great grandmother did prison ministry till she was in her till she was 89 years old so can you let me in no you can't you're not earned that you can't you can't buy your way into heaven you can't you can't just try to uh, expect that your good will outweigh your bad and and they'll get in that way he is the propitiation for our sins which means there's only one way through jesus in first peter chapter 2 verse 24 it says he himself bore our sins his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds, you have been healed. In John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is no other way. There is no other way. If anybody comes to you and says, well, it's Jesus plus this, they're wrong. They're wrong. It's just Jesus. You have to repent of your sins. You have to repent. We just learned about the resurrection. And I, I always tell people, if, you, if you've been resurrected with Christ, you've been forgiven of his sins, where's the change? Because repentance should bear fruit. It tells us that in Scripture. I should be bearing fruit. I shouldn't look like the old Mike at all. There should be change that happens within us. He is our Savior. He is the perfect Lamb of God. But one of the things that we do need to do as Christmas is here as we look at the birth of Christ we need to look at His second coming. For those that are followers of Christ you need to understand that Jesus is returning for you. The rapture will happen and you'll be on off this world and pulled away from the tribulation. And Jesus is the second coming He will not be the perfect Lamb of God but the Lion of Judah that will come to judge this earth. So when I look To Christmas, one of the things I look to is the second coming of Christ, and I kinda have to think to myself, where are we at with that? In Second Peter chapter three, verse four, and it says, saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Can I tell you there are gonna be some things that we know that, that are counterfeit that are trying to lull us to sleep? This is why the devil wants you to focus so much on the commercial side of Christmas. That's why he does the same thing with Easter. Now it's about a bunny that can lay eggs, which is, that's a whole other thing. That's not true, right? But if we look at the last days, it tells us that there is going to be apostasy. It warns us in Scripture to watch out for uh, uh, universalism and humanism. it's the thought that man can resolve its own problems and we're seeing that we're seeing that there's actually somebody that that said recently in a news article that we don't need god no more we got it figured out we know how to fix the problem with dna he was quoted a scientist who quoted that in second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3 it says let no one deceive you by any means For the day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. There is an antichrist that's walking this earth as of today because the devil has to have one ready for every season. As we look at Jesus Christ, one of the things that we need to remember is he's given us these warnings for us as believers. As we look at the Savior, we have to look to to let other people and warn them. In the last days, there will be globalism. There'll be rumors of wars. There'll be an in- international crisis. We just came out of one. And you'll see man's humanism, self-reliance. Then there'll be the spirit of globalism, a one-world religion. If you don't believe that, you can look to the, 2020, uh, the 2030 project of the UN, and you can actually read about it. It's nothing that I'm making up. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's actually on the United Nations page as they talk about the the need for globalism and for a one-world government. This goes to the book of Revelation. if you don't trust that, you go, well, Mike, that might be conspiracy. That's not conspiracy. That's on the United Nations website. You can go to the World Economic Forum. That should scare you. Klaus Schwab, or Schwab, that dude looks like a... a, Man, he looks like a, a bad guy in a movie. But the stuff that they're pushing... For a one-world currency and a one-world government, and the green energy deal, and what it ends up becoming—this is very important for y'all to understand. It's becoming a new religion, and people will begin to worship it. And it's happening right now in front of your eyes. It tells us and warns us about this type of system. To be careful of it. In First First Thessalonians chapter five, verse three: For when they say peace and safety. Then sudden destruction comes upon them. As labor pains upon a pregnant woman, they shall not escape. In the last days, there will be false messiahs. There's a false messiah in Israel right now. Who claims to be the messiah. There are a couple of them. We went over this. Uh, I forget when we did. Was it Daniel we went over this? The false messiahs. I think we went over it in Daniel. There's a bunch of them that are living right now claiming to be a false messiah. One of them you know right off the bat. He's wearing glasses. Jesus ain't wearing no glasses, so that's a, that's a dead giveaway, right? But one of them was a false, false messiah. They're, they're throughout the world, but they claim to be messiah. And they need hope, and they search for a one-world system. And so what they end up looking for is a false messiah, so they can have a one-world religion. And if you say this is not happening, you can go to Dubai or Qatar, wherever it's at. They have the Chrislam building, which is the Islam Christianity and Catholic building all together. So you can come together in a one world religion. And it's been backed by the Pope. And backed by the Israelis. The Jewish people. And also uh, the Muslims. And you go. Well, what did Jesus say? In Matthew chapter 24 verses 4 and 5. And Jesus answered them and said. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying I am the Christ. And will deceive Many. Like you need to know who the Savior is. I've given you the signs. I've talked about the Son, but you need to know who your Savior is. We know that there will be globalism and humanism in a one world religion. And there'll be a Christianity where where it'll begin to be persecuted. And they'll come after Christianity. The Bible tells us it that that it, they'll they'll teach us that there's a, another way besides the way the truth and the life jesus christ inwardly there'll be the the one world religion where there will be energized by satan and the antichrist at some point but the one thing that we need to remember as we look to the savior we need to remember about god in daniel chapter 4 verses 34 through 35 and it says and at the end of time i nebuchadnezzar lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored Him who lives forever. For His dominion is everlasting, dominion, and His kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to His will. In the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, no one can restrain His hand or say to Him, What have you done? We trust the prophecies of the birth of Christ because we know they've been fulfilled. We know that the Son of Christ came into this filthy world humbly as a servant, obedient, dependent on Mary and Joseph. And we also know that the Savior will return. The Savior was resurrected. He defeated death. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, it says, For to this end we both labor and suffer reproach, But we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially to those who believe. So this Christmas, are you trusting in the living God? Is He your Savior? Because what we've just done is we've laid out the signs and the prophecies that were fulfilled. We just laid out who the Son is and why He was born. And we just told you about your Savior. That is the living God, the Savior of all men. So what are you focused on this Christmas? Are you longing the way they longed for the Jesus movement in the late 60s? Because you realize all that turmoil that happened. You know, Martin Luther King dying and John F. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy dying. The riots, the cities on fire, the Vietnam War, the political upheaval and unrest. And out of that birthed a Jesus movement. And they became a longing for Christ in the United States. There became a longing for a Savior. Because they were searching for the Son, Jesus. And, and it's important for us to remember that, that for us not to, to go at each other this Christmas. Some of you are going to be spending more time with your family than you normally do because you're off. You have time off during the holidays, so don't let the devil shake the jar, and y'all start fighting. Some of you are going to be with family members that have different political views than you. Don't let the devil shake the jar, and y'all start fighting. Some of you are going to have uh, uh, relatives that live a a lifestyle that is so different than yours. Don't let the devil shake the jar, and y'all start going at it. Focus on the Savior be there to love on them man I I I am when I spend time with my family I'm not there to preach at them if they want to talk about God I'll talk about God with them if they ask me a question or they 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 need prayer for something I will stop and pray with them but the last thing I want to do is have the devil use me during the holidays to create a fight with them spend time with your family the greatest gift you can give your kids is you but if you're not living for Christ The worst gift you're showing them is you. We have to be authentic. And it starts with the person in the mirror. Okay? It it ain't got nothing to do with your spouse. Because I know I can, my wife could probably point out five or six things wrong with me right now. But it's not about, it's not about that. It's about this person in the mirror. And what God is trying to do with me. In my relationship with Christ. And it's about her relationship with Christ. God is working on her, and so that's my prayer for y'all: is that you would you would trust in the living God this holiday. The next week we we've looked at the prophecy of the Savior, and then next week we'll look at the announcement. We're actually going to look at a little bit at, at Elizabeth's story, and we'll 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 dive deeply into Mary's story. And then when we come for Christmas Eve dinner. We actually—I found out the kids are actually performing, so the kids are performing. Um, So you all have a little bit of that, and then uh, and then we'll get into the birth of Christ that night. Um, In the meantime, on Wednesdays, we'll actually—I got some some things I want to do with that. We'll probably look at the uh, at the wise men and also Joseph possibly. Uh, But I'm I'm excited. I have I'm excited for what God wants to do. And the only way I can be excited is I'm looking to a Savior that guides guides this church because you know whose church it is. It's His. We have to remember that. And he's a Savior. He should be the Savior of your life. And I pray that you would know that this Christmas. And if if you look in, and you look at your life and in, in in 2022 and you go, man, I really messed the bed, so to say. Like Abraham, Abraham went to the bathroom. It was all the way up his back and it was one of those, you got to go take a bath. The baby's going to have to have a bath. If that was your 2022, God can forgive you. All you have to do is repent. He loves you, and He wants the best for you. Remember that. Remember that. He loves you no matter where you're at in your walk. He wants that relationship with you. You just have to repent. Okay? We all need a Savior, including me. Including me greatest gift I ever got was the Savior changed my 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 life it changed my marriage it changed our family changed the direction of our family we have a generation our first generation that's actually in church that actually has got a relationship with Jesus I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast. This is uh, Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel Divine, Texas. If you're someone like me who is, uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Audible, iHeart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Calvary Chapel uh, Divine and you'll, you'll be able to track us down. And lastly, I just wanted to invite you out to church. Uh, we are a casual church that meets in a non-traditional building, uh, meaning that we meet at the VFW 3966 on West College Avenue, big white building right next to the the post office. Uh, If you want to get more information about our church, if you need to ask uh, some questions, or you even need prayer, just go to calvarydivine.org. And uh, we want to thank you again just for listening to this broadcast of Calvary Chapel Divine Texas, Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. God bless you. Have a good one.